Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 15th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. A lot to get into. All right, the headline of the show, confidence level in the Buckeyes quarterbacks. We're now exactly a month removed from the spring game. It's too bad we didn't get a chance to see Devin Brown in the spring game, but we got to see him for the majority of spring, including a lot of the uh, open practices. So um, I'm just curious what, you know, What's your confidence level? If you're a Buckeye fan, what's your confidence level that the Buckeyes will get good enough quarterback play where they can be a national championship level team? Because that's obviously the goal. Well, first of all, it's just crazy that we're a month from the spring game. I feel like it was just a few days ago that we were sitting in the press box there, you, Steve, and I. Um, so that that kind of blows my mind a little bit. But Look, if you're a Buckeye fan, I think you are probably a little nervous about this, especially given that you as as a fan have only seen Kyle McCord play, uh, and it's not like he lit up the spring game. You've seen him in action in games as well last year, and obviously as he was a freshman, you just haven't seen Devin Brown, really. Um, He handed the ball off. I think he played in, what, two games last season as a freshman, so – you have a right to be a little nervous. Uh, I think we have a little bit better perspective on it, given we've been able to see both of those guys in practice. But neither guy, I thought, any time we were there, really just put on a, a show. Now, what I will say to that is, I don't think you need to do that right now. And I think 
And we've touched on this before because different spring practices have been handled different ways, but we've seen quarterbacks have some inconsistencies in spring. In fact, I think it's pretty normal. And not only do I think that that is an Ohio state thing, you look around the country at Georgia, at Alabama, Alabama, especially who just went out and got another quarterback out of the portal after spring practice. These guys aren't always perfect during spring. And and the example that I keep using, and I know others have as well is, Look at Justin Fields' spring game. Uh, I think he completed four passes for just over 100 yards. And as Ryan Day pointed out, that 100 yards only came because they went deep on a shot late in the game and, and connected on it. So I'm not overly worried. In fact, I am more concerned about protecting the quarterback right now than I am which quarterback ends up being the starter. I think if they get that right, Ryan Day has a proven track record of getting the quarterbacks to be really good. And this offense has enough weapons on it that it's not going to need a guy to be a playmaker. It's just going to need a guy who can stand in the pocket, which requires protection, and get the ball to Marvin Harrison, Emeka Luka, Julian Fleming, Xavier Johnson, keep going, hand the ball off to Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. You know, I intentionally list all these names because there are so many weapons on this team. So as long as you have a, a solid quarterback, and I think both of these guys can be solid. I think Tristan Gebbia could even be solid for this team, assuming that there is the right protection in front of them. And so that's kind of where I stand on the quarterback situation here a month out from spring practice. Yeah, you nailed something that I feel the exact same way. Like until proven otherwise, I have faith that Ryan Day is going to get at least good quarterback play. Um, and Corey and- Dennis. I think we should include Corey, Corey Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um you know, and yeah, and Corey Dennis has done a really good job. That was one where I think people were like kind of a wait and see mode. Like, is this, you know, is this a nepotism hire with him being married to Urban's um, daughter? It's like, no, like this guy's like, this guy's legit. You got, you and I got a chance to just kind of talk with him like off the record, just about, I can't remember what exactly we were talking about at the foundations event. He's just a cool guy. It's easy to see why certain guys are good recruiters because Corey Dennis just has a presence about him. He's just a cool guy. You can see how, recruits relate to him although the biggest thing for recruits if you're a quarterback is you get to play in the ryan day offense and he can just be like first round first round first round boom 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 um since he's been um the man at ohio state um so yeah i'm with you on that i'm not i'm not like you know my confidence level is not like 10 out of 10 or anything like that you know because you mentioned it i mean it wasn't like these guys set the world on fire during spring but i also saw enough where i'm like okay if they can harness this like for example, the second half of a scrimmage that we saw where McCord had made some plays where I'm like, okay, if he can harness that, yeah. they're going to be more than fine. And then they do some things you're like, oh, boy. Um, but going back to what you said, I think, you know, until proven otherwise, I, I trust in what they have going on um, at that program. I'm never going never to be worried about wide receivers or quarterbacks until proven otherwise. Um, all right. Defensive line, I, I they're so talented. And I've been of the opinion Larry Johnson uses too much of a rotation when he's playing like eight guys, getting a lot of snaps. This year, I might be okay with it because you get the two starting DNs with Tui Molo and Sawyer. And I really like the backups. I know I'm not breaking news here with Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry. That's four right there. And then at D tackle, I like Tyleek Williams and Mike Hall Jr. a lot. I'm not breaking news there. I know every Buckeye fan loves those guys. And then you got Ty Hamilton. Now you have Tywone Malone. And you have Hero Canoe. Those two, I think, are going to battle for that final spot on the two deep. So that's eight, nine, eight, nine guys right there. So, but I will say this: I'm curious to get your take on on all of this. Even though I'd be okay with an eight man rotation, I think he'll do it anyway. I think when the chips are down, the best guys should play. Whoever you think your four best guys, if they're not gassed, 
Those guys need to be in there when the chips are down, in my opinion. A lot to unpack there about the D-line. Your thoughts? I think your last point is is very valid. And I think that's what we saw from Larry Johnson for quite a while. And then maybe because of the talent not being, you know, you didn't have necessarily a, a, a Bosa brother or a Chase Young because those guys were in there when it mattered. I mean, if you go back and look at the snaps, yes, there was rotation. And the whole point of the rotation is to make sure that when the chips are down, like you said, those guys are at their best. And usually it was Chase Young out there in, in those situations and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that, that they need to make sure they identify which guys are the best. I think we know that on paper. Uh, JT Tuamalau obviously has has flashed the most of those guys, more than flashed. I, I don't want to make it seem like he, he hasn't. But the Penn State game obviously stands out as this incre- incredible performance by by him. Now you're waiting to see that from some of the other, maybe not that type of performance. That was remarkable, but those type of performances from other guys that, so you know who you can trust on, trust the most in those crucial situations and the guys that you want on the field fresh late in games when you need them. So I think that's what they need to to determine. And, and I do think it's Jack Sawyer and JT Tumalau. And then you mix in Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson, Kenyatta Jackson, who really stood out to me in the spring. I think Caden Curry, we obviously all saw him last year, some of those games early. We've heard that he kind of faltered. I don't know if that's the right word, but but in his freshman year, as the year wore on, he just wasn't able to sustain as, as much. And that's normal, I think, especially at that position when you need to put on weight and whatnot. The interior is where I'm really interested because I think they'll be able to rush the passer pretty well with those guys. You talked about the names there. I thought it was interesting that they were interested in adding someone else in the portal. Remember, they had uh, Tank Booker come on a visit earlier this this offseason mm-hmm. or end of last season even when, when he entered the portal from Maryland. So clearly they felt that they needed at least another body who had some experience in that, in that rotation there. And, and now you've gotten it in a guy who you recruited out of high school. Obviously, he ends up at Ole Miss, wanted to play baseball. Now his focus is going to be football. I think a lot of people who, who kind of look at him think if he focuses on football, he could be pretty good. And maybe it's not this year. He's got three years of eligibility. But I do think he can be an interesting part of that defensive line, that interior defensive line rotation. You mentioned the other guys. To me, it's a very talented group if they stay healthy. And that was the biggest thing last year was Michael Hall missing time, a lot of time. Uh, we, we thought we were going to see more of him against Georgia. We didn't. Does that mean he, he still wasn't healthy? We think he looked good in the spring. I, I think so. I think you did too. So if they are healthy, if Michael Hall specifically is healthy, I think that changes what you can do in the interior of that defensive line because he's an animal. They don't just drop nicknames like Baby Aaron Donald for no reason around there. Those, those guys, <laughs> we don't hear that very often. And, and that was one that was thrown around quite a bit when talking about Michael Hall Jr. Yeah, I, it's too bad he suffered that. I mean, at least he he was still able to play through it, but his snaps were so limited after. I'm not sure if it was a shoulder or like, you know, peck, something in there that, that he ripped in that Toledo game. I shouldn't say ripped, but um, certainly um, affected him for the rest of the year. So, yeah, if that if uh, if uh, baby Aaron Donald can stay healthy, look out. And then you pair him with Tyleek Williams. He looked great in the spring. He's now has his body where they want it. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm bullish on this defense. All right. We're speaking of the defense. I'm curious your take on this. Um, I'm on record that I think the guys that started at safety in the spring, maybe one, maybe one of them will still be a starter, but I don't think the three guys that 
ran with the ones throughout the spring at safety will be the starting safeties. I think Sonny Styles, who ran with the twos, I think he has to start. Lathan Ransom ran with the ones. He, he might hold on to that job. We'll see. Um, Cam Martinez, we'll say in the slot, had a really good spring. Uh, he ran with the ones. But I think Jihad Carter is going to be a starter. Who do you think the starting safeties will be, Patrick? Yeah, I think of the guys that are returning key contributors, and I'll include include Josh Proctor in that group, even though he didn't play as much as he probably would have liked last year, but he was a starter to start last season. If if I'm picking one to definitely start, I think it's Lathan Ransom. I thought he had a pretty good season last year, and that was coming back from the injury, the broken leg in the Rose Bowl quicker than most people thought. Perry Eliados talked glowingly about what Lathan Ransom can do, what they've seen from him. Jim Knowles a little bit too. So I think he's in there. Um, and then the, the other two spots I think are certainly questionable based on what we saw in the spring. I agree with you. I think you have to have Sonny Styles on the field. Where? I don't know. Do you want him sitting on the back end of the defense? He did that in high school, but he was able to just kind of go make plays everywhere in high school. You can't do that as easily in college. Uh, Jihad Carter to me, I don't know if, why you would bring him in if he's not going to start with only one year of eligibility. Uh, but, you know, if Cam Martinez just impresses that much, then maybe that's what ends up happening. I assume that it was more of a, we're not just going to hand Jihad Carter the number one spot. In right. And let's give Cam Martinez another spring to show what he can do. Obviously, this is a guy who was a you know, dual threat quarterback, mobile quarterback in high school, had to, has had to learn the defensive side of the ball a lot has uh, dealt with some injuries as well. So I think that it's it's kind of a mix of those two things there. I would be surprised if Jihad Carter, who could play multiple safety positions, he's not just a slot safety. That's where he played at Syracuse. That's where they recruited him to play. But he could play the back end, play that adjuster role if they needed him to. Um, he could probably even play the bandit. He's got the size and the, and the skill set to, to do any of those, really. So I I would guess... Some combination of Lathan Ransom, Sonny Styles, Jihad Carter. Maybe not week one against Indiana, just because you probably don't need that. But, like, when you go into the Notre Dame game, you look at the snap count afterwards, I would assume, again, given health, those are the guys who play the most most snaps. How it looks, I don't know. And, and if there's some kind of rotation, that could be as well. But that's my guess is those are the three guys that, that we see the most when they need them the most in the secondary. I agree 100%. Um, and just to be clear, I mean, because of the COVID year, Jihad Carter does have two years of eligibility left okay. if he so chooses. Just to be clear for those that are out there wondering, um, two years of eligibility left for the Syracuse transfer, Jihad Carter. Um, okay, so um, I want to ask you about this as well. So if uh, if the Big Ten, there's the, the, uh, the news out there from Brett McMurphy. I don't know if anybody else is reporting this, if it's just McMurphy. Um, no relation to Patrick Murphy, Brett McMurphy. Um, big, uh, big Ten expansion. Um, he's reporting that Oregon and Washington have at least been approved, meaning the Big Ten at any point can just be like, okay, you're in, because they would love to join at any, at any point. Now, the Big Ten has not officially invited them yet. They've just, you know, they've approved it. So if they want to, they can bring them in at any time. If Oregon and Washington join, what would you think about that? It's interesting, right? Um, you know, a few years ago, I would have said it's crazy, but now that they've added UCLA and USC, I mean, it, it makes sense to add two more. If you're going to expand anyway, to add two more West Coast-ish teams to make it a little bit easier on, on UCLA and USC, um, I think if – you're looking at the teams that are out there. Those are probably the two teams that make the most sense. 
both from a, a competition standpoint, from an academic standpoint, which is something we probably don't talk about much with the Big Ten, but the Big Ten is still considered, uh, you know, this academic uh, conference. Um, so I think it makes some sense. I think, frankly, I think this whole thing's getting a bit ridiculous, getting, uh, you know, the expansion across the country. But I think it's just something I'm going to have to get used to. Uh, I was talking to a friend over the weekend who went to UCLA and he mentioned, oh, you know, when they play in the horseshoe. And I was like, well, they don't have them scheduled as the non-conference. He's like, no, they're going to be in the Big Ten. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you, I think about USC joining the Big Ten a lot because of football. But USC, US, UCLA, I, I just haven't – that hasn't sunk in yet. So I'm still trying to process all that. But, look, if, if you're going to go west, if you're going to continue to to have westward expansion in the Big Ten, yeah, I think that makes some sense. Look, Oregon, obviously a team that came into the horseshoe a few years ago and, and beat Ohio State, right? This is a team that can compete on that level. Washington, a team that Ohio State played in the Rose Bowl a few years back, what was up big, and then Washington comes back. So we know this team can, those two teams can compete with Big Ten teams on a game-by-game basis. Can they do it throughout the course of the season? I think that's going to be interesting. I think the same is true with, with USC and UCLA. Um, obviously, USC has had a resurgence this past season. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense if you want to go west or continue to go west. It's just still wrapping my mind around kind of this national conference that we're going to have in the Big Ten. I want to talk some NFL topics real quick. Oh, former Ohio State players. You mentioned Chase Young earlier. I never saw this coming. I know he suffered the injury, but he was looking really good as a rookie. Is that what it is? Because I, I, I would have lost a lot of money if you would have said, will – Washington pick up his fifth year option. If you would have asked me a few years ago, I there was a lot of buzz like during the season this past year that they might not. It was like, wow, I would have been like, of course they're going to pick up his fifth year option. That says a lot that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Um, he's entering his his fourth and final year of his rookie contract. I thought he'd be a stud. I thought he would be like an, an NFL absolute, just you know, Hall of Famer. I guess unless he suffered an injury, do you chalk it just up to the injury, or do you think there's some, been some other stuff at play? I think it's mostly the injury. I think it took him longer to come back than it normally does. Um, But I also question that organization. Um, And obviously there's been a lot of stuff that's come out. If you followed that changing ownership here, it looks like, and and all that. Look, it's similar to Dwayne Haskins situation, right? RIP. He went to Washington. Now Washington, you know, there were the coaches that didn't want Dwayne and, and things like that, or at least reported but both of them went to this organization that has not done well in a long time. They both were going back closer to home. And we know that sometimes that can be really good for guys. Sometimes that's not so good for guys, depending on kind of what circles you run in. To me, I think that was more a Dwayne Haskins situation, but I still don't think it helps Chase Young necessarily to be in a, a organization like that, that hasn't, hasn't helped a lot of these young players of late. Now, Terry McLaurin flourished in Washington, right? Um, but to me, Chase Young, yeah, I am very interested in this season, what he does, because I think I think it's going to be closer to what he looked like as a rookie. I think he'll probably end up you know, getting that big deal. Sometimes I think we do look at that. Obviously, the, you want to get that fifth year picked up if, if you're a player, you know, first round draft pick. But I also think if there's been any kind of questions, be it injuries, whatever, this is the smart thing for the NFL team to do. They can still sign Chase. You know, it's not like this eliminates them from – Chase Young goes out the first half of the season and is just wrecking offenses. I imagine the the deal gets done, right? So I I don't necessarily read it as like everything's gone wrong for Chase Young. I think there's just enough for 
Washington to look at it and say, let's wait and see what this year looks like, given the injuries and, and the lack of production since he's been back. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, just because you don't pick up the fifth-year option doesn't mean that that franchise is done with you. I mean, look at Daniel Jones. The Giants didn't pick up yeah. his fifth-year option. Then he comes and he has – that's any kind of great year. has a decent fourth year, and they give him a three-year extension. Josh Jacobs, the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He goes out and has a gangbuster fourth year, and right. they franchise tag him. So he's going to be making like more money than he would have on, than on his fifth-year option. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Chase Young gets it together. Um, all right, let me ask you this. This is kind of like a you know hot take subject, but – I'm curious to get your take on it. Who do you think is going to have the better NFL career when it's all said and done? Justin Fields or CJ Stroud? Whew. Um, it's Let me go first. I'll, I'm, I'll go Fields. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go Fields. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I think they're both going to have good careers. I just, maybe it's because I've already seen Fields. Not that he's like to, torn it up by any means as a passer, but he hasn't had any like, weapons around him. And I know he can throw the ball. We've seen it at Ohio State. Like I, I'm confident he'll be like at least a solid passer. And he's a great runner. He's a great leader. He's tough. Um, CJ is such a gifted passer. I don't see him being a bust. And he's a good kid. Um, but I think Fields is going to have the better career when it's all said and done. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. And I think you're right. I think the fact that we've seen CJ play in the NFL makes it easier to, to go yeah. that way. Um, Fields, yeah. Fields, yeah, sorry. Um, I also, speaking of franchises that I don't trust, Houston has kind of been a mess of late. Now, some of that has had to do with the quarterback situation and maybe CJ's the answer there. Um, yeah, I, I think Justin with weapons around him, it, an offensive line that can protect him, I think he – it surprised me that he hasn't even started better. And I do think we're too quick to, to judge quarterbacks in the NFL. And I've said this before. I wrote about this at one point. You look at like a, uh, a Jalen Hurts, a Josh Allen. Imagine if we had decided two years into their careers that those guys weren't very good and, and they needed to move on. Um, you'll still see on Jalen Hurts, it's one season. But obviously, Josh Allen has, has turned into a superstar. So, look, I think the good things are coming for, for Justin Fields ahead in Chicago. Um, so yeah, I will go with him too, but I do, I do think CJ is going to be good. I really like CJ Stroud, but again, it, you got to get the, you got to get the offense, right? It's, it's not as easy as in college where a quarterback can just change things. You've got to put the stuff around them these days to be successful. Um, and then you got to get the guy. And I, I think they did, but yeah, I'll go with fields as well. Probably mostly because I've seen him do it in the NFL to some degree. Bounced around on the Bucknuts Morning 5, as we are wont to do. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate it, my friend. Thanks to all of the viewers and listeners out there for tuning in. We appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. 
Little Wing. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+.